the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298 CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Weicker. In Texas, Attorney General Ken Paxton today acquitted on all charges at his impeachment trial. The verdict seen as a huge victory for conservatives in the Lone Star State. Nearly one in ten Americans. Uh, unionized auto workers on strike now against Detroit's three automakers. Labor relations expert James Dworkin with Purdue University says the auto workers saw just how well UPS did when it threatened a work stoppage. They're seeing strikes happening in lots of places, including Hollywood. And uh, I think these workers feel that they now have as much bargaining power as they're ever going to have. And so that's why this strike is happening now. And officials say automakers do have very large inventories right now, so most analysts say there shouldn't be an immediate shortage of cars. This is SRN News. This week on the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Data from New Jersey has found that the amount of students considering themselves to be non-binary has skyrocketed over 4,000%. Leftist politicians in the state believe parents should not know. Well, a fever is out of the norm. Getting bullied is out of the norm. Parents should be involved in all of those matters. You're saying this one? Kids in elementary school? Come on. Stream the Michelle Tafoya podcast at Salem Podcast Network. AM 1280, The Patriot, the right choice. Thanks for making this your choice. It's Marshall, and for today, just beautiful. Sunshine and 71, the outlook. Tonight, partly cloudy, 51, the low. And for tomorrow, another beautiful day, sunshine and 70. That's the outlook from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. If you like The Patriot, you might want to try out our sister station, Freedom 1570. Lots of great up-and-comers there. New intro. They heard my plea. This is excellent. No, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, the pit. It's weird starting the show, A, without my theme song. By the way, I've had people ask, what is your opening theme, Mitch? It's it's have a good time, but get out alive by the Iron City House Rockers. Get with it, people. It's only, what, 1980, which is, what, 23 years ago. So, uh, And also, yeah, it's hard to start the show without the, 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 the Howard Dean rah, sound. So... Let me kick this off here. Ah, there we go. I can start the show now. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My team, Brad Carlson, Sundays 1 to 3. Jack Tomzak coming up after the top of the hour, 3 o'clock here today. I, the new guy. And, of course, King Banyan, Saturday mornings 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 20 years strong, dominating all Twin Cities media. So badly, they have to limit us to eight hours a week just to make it fair. And it still doesn't work. At any rate, 
It is my pleasure to welcome my next best guest to the show for the first time here, uh, Anna Matthews, the new uh, executive uh, executive director of the Minnesota Republican Party. Welcome. Correct. Thank you so much. And I thought that you were going to say that I was your best guest there. I best think guest. That, that was a slip of the tongue. Best guest so far this hour, and 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 I'm happy to say that. So, you uh, first of all, congratulations, new executive director of the Minnesota Republican Party. Thank you. What does that involve? We what have a chair, David. I, we know David Han. We know his job. But uh, what, what's what's an executive director? What's a day in your life like these days? Well, it's pretty busy, but a lot of fun. So as you may know, the chair of the party is elected by the body of state central delegates. Yep. Uh, there are about 350 of them. And the deputy chair is also elected independently by that same body. And then the executive director and the rest of the staff are all hired by right. David Han. Right. Um, and so my job uh, has several parts, but mainly the, the overarching way that I like to describe it is to keep the trains running on time, right? Yeah. Um, I manage the staff in the office on a day-to-day basis. I basically ensure that our comms goals are being uh, you know, Matt, I ensure that our field goals are being met, our voter ID goals, our budget, our fundraising, all of that stuff is is my job to uh, to kind of, again, keep those trains running on time. Um, it also involves being a spokesperson for the party, like with this, answering comments from reporters. And then also maybe one of the most important parts of my job is keeping open the lines of communication with the grassroots. So we have over 120 BPOUs, basic political operating units, our local parties that are either divided by county, by Senate district, or by House district, Um, and just making sure that they have a voice at the party, and then also making sure that they understand and are, are kept appraised of what's going on at the state headquarters. So th- this is one thing I think is fascinating. We hear this every year, especially after a, a frustrating election like we had, like the last one we had here. Uh, why why isn't the party pushing this policy, that party see, uh, policy, the other party uh, policy? And I, I had got set straight on that probably 15 years ago by mm-hmm. Gina Countryman. I'm sure you know yes, Gina. Yep. Yeah, she, she said, we got to have lunch. I'm going to tell you, the party doesn't do policy. That's the candidate's job. Our job is... Well, what is the party's job? Because a lot of people aren't clear on that. Well, our job is to be the infrastructure for our endorsed candidates. And so people will often want us to push this policy or that policy. Um, But at the end of the day, we don't decide those things. We don't even decide who the candidates are. We allow the delegates to decide who the candidates are, and then we support them. Um, We we uphold the endorsement. And and by the way, I I had a... A conversation about this with a friend of mine who's kind of in between parties, a little bit Republican, a little bit Democrat, a little bit uh, issue advocacy kind of a person. He said, well, why don't the Republicans do what the, the Democrats do and, and, and get things straightened? And I said, well, because we actually respect the the voice of the, of, of the delegates of the and people. the endorsement, whereas Ken Martin will come in and say, well, we're going to throw some money in here and make sure to flip this race back the way we want. It's very top down. The Republicans, say what you will, are not that, for better or worse. No. Well, and, you know, I've heard so many stories from legislators, Republican legislators at the Capitol during this past session because the Democrats, the DFL, they truly moved in lockstep. I mean, oh, yeah. it was this militaristic perfection. And Mm -hmm. I heard stories about, you know, new members crying in the hallway because the DFL was threatening to pull their funding if they didn't vote this way or that way. And, you know, if if people want the Republican Party to move in lockstep, that's just not human nature. I mean, people don't move that way without coercion, without threats, without pressure, um, without tears in this case. And so I don't want our party to be like the DFL. I want delegates and individual reps to have their own opinion. And you know what? If that creates a little bit more chaos, that's fine with me. That's that's what happens in a free country. It's not always perfect. Bingo. You beat me right to it there. This is the way free societies work and free people work in free societies, which is does shouldn't be that radical of a notion. No. Uh, no. So, oh, sorry. Okay. So far, so good. So 
you stepped into a party that had, let's just say, a frustrating election cycle this last go around here. Can I push you on that a little bit, though? Because sure. Because Minnesota Republicans came much closer than we have in recent history. Um, we almost won two statewide races. We came yep. in um, on the uh, auditor race. I think we lost by 0.34 percent. Yep. And on the attorney general's race, it was like 0.8 percent. It was some 20 something thousand votes. Yeah. So for the people who are discouraged right now, especially the Republicans, I would just encourage them to take heart and be bold. We only have to get a little bit better to get over the line. And we mm-hmm. have made a ton of progress. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the closer that we get, the more the Democrats are going to push this narrative of, oh, Republicans, don't bother. You know, your party is terrible. You're failing. You lost another election. No, we're literally right there and we're coming for you. The gaslighting is downright toxic. I mean, yep. there's this, there's this this image of inevitability that they're trying to sell to the people of Minnesota. We are inevitable. We, we, we Of course, the Republicans aren't going to stand up to us here. They're, they, they're getting, getting plowed under here. It's simply not the case. No, and hello. It, yeah, it's exact. It's exact. Ga- it's it is gaslighting in the classic sense of the term here. So, and yet it does leave you some challenges as an executive director. You've got some work to do. So, what are the priorities as we head into another cycle coming up around the corner here? Good question. So, the very first two weeks on the job, uh, Chairman Han and I went around the state. And we did nine different trainings for our grassroots volunteers, activists, BPOU leaders. And we basically talked to them about what they uh, can be doing to utilize the next five months. And that really boils down to building up your arsenal of finances, of volunteers, and um, of knowledge about your voters Mm -hmm. so that when 2024 comes and we go to endorse these candidates, we have valuables to give them. And so right now we obviously have school board races going on. I know Jessica Johnson, uh, who's running for the Stillwater board, was just on the show. And so there are Minnesotans all over the state right now knocking for those school board uh, candidates. But there are also a lot of the local county party units who are out identifying voters and talking to people about what happened in this past legislative session. The Democrats rammed through over 3,300 laws. And this whole school resource officer thing that's going on right now, this issue, actually I shouldn't call it an issue, it's a crisis, like an immediate crisis. Um, It is happening because they passed everything so quickly and so sloppily that they didn't check their boxes. And they didn't listen to anything that the Republicans said, by the way. David Han did an interview with uh, Chairman uh, Ken Martin a couple weeks ago. And Ken Martin said, you know, you don't really have a right to talk about this school resource uh, issue, school resource officer issue, because I didn't hear a single peep from the Republicans last legislative session. (laughs) And so I went through Twitter and I posted on our account all of the times that legislative Republicans stood up and said, do not do this. Do not vote for this bill or make this amendment or make this change. And they just totally ignored us. You know, let's talk communications. I, I want to talk about education because I think there's a huge opportunity there. And, of course, that's why I'm happy to have Jessica on the show, uh, because we'll come back to that here. But just the level of uh, I, I keep using the term gaslighting, but this idea that the Democrats can just repeat things that mm-hmm. are patently bald faced yep. lies, yep. expecting uh, their at least the people they're aiming for to believe them and and not to be checked on it by our compliant media. Right. is just the most galling thing about politics in this state. Well, and I'm sure that your listeners are aware of this, but Tim Walls and Peggy Flanagan uh, jetted off to Japan. Um, earlier this week. Thank and God they're I, not around. Well, they need to be around to call a special session. But I, I think that they took off to Japan because they knew that the media wouldn't hit them for being gone. I, I yeah. really think that that's what it boils down to. Oh, yeah. And in the past week, David Han has sent out, I, 
probably about four, five, or six press releases just yep. hitting on different pieces of this crisis. Yeah. Both the House and Senate uh, minority leaders have sent out press releases, um, and KSTP covered it. I think the Star Tribune put out like a editorial board op-ed or something. Yeah. But it's just been crickets. I mean, if a Republican took off to Japan amidst a school safety crisis that they caused and had an eight-month heads up on. The media would be all over us. This is is this should in a just world be like the whole tempest in a teapot about Ted Cruz taking a vacation during uh, during the, the the power outage that he had nothing to do with in the first place. This is something. This where is the, a million times worse. A million times worse, and it's something where the governor and lieutenant governor have direct responsibility because they run the exec. Well, technically, they are they're supposed to be running the executive branch here. I think Ken Martin does it, but that's just my personal right. opinion here. Yeah, but it's not Ken Martin's name on. The bills, the 3,300 bills that they passed and Tim Walz signed, you know, it's it's Tim Walz's name on there. And um, when you're elected as the governor to a state, you have the uh, responsibility to represent everyone, by the way, including the Republicans and their kids who are now in schools who are not safe. You can't no. take off to Japan. You can't just say, oh, I'm, I'd rather have a photo op than, than stay here and call a special session um, to, to come to a bipartisan solution. We- and by the way, both yes. Dean Phillips, uh, Congressman Dean Phillips, and House Whip Tom Emmer have, have called for a solution to this. So it's a big enough issue where it's, it's attracting attention from our federal reps, and it's also a bipartisan issue. If, yeah. if a Republican and a Democrat from Congress are both calling for this, it's really, really rare for those two members <laughs> to agree on stuff. But they agree on this. Kids yeah. are not a, a partisan bargaining chip. And it must be a sign that there are people, parents in the third congressional district who are not happy about this sort of thing, especially since Dewana Witt uh, pulled her officers out of, uh, out of uh, the Rockford School District, deep in the heart of CD3. And that has got to be getting to Representative Phillips's desk. Let's talk about teachers and school boards. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, in the immediate aftermath of the 2020 election, the first bit of good news we Republicans had was the, 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 the huge flip in, uh, in, in Virginia, which was led by parents bum-rushing school boards and saying, we have had enough of this, we're not going to take this anymore, uh, and led to, uh, <laughs> to a Democrat governor being ushered out of office and a fairly decent conservative uh, Republican majority and government uh, coming in and, and starting to clean up the mess. Opportunity is there because, boy, they have left us a lot of opportunities in our school districts between the SRO issue, between the uh, the curricula issue, between what they're stuffing into kids' heads in the libraries these days. There is opportunity out there. What does the GOP do to, to exploit this opportunity? Well, the GOP is busy telling voters that they should have a say in their children's education. And that's not a Republican talking point. That's something that resonates with all parents. Yeah. Um, every single parent should have a right to know what's going on in their child's classroom. And I would argue, and this is another thing that Ken Martin and David Hand talked about, um, parents should have a right to choose where their children go to school as well. Um, and it was, it, I shouldn't use the word funny, but it was very telling Um when the interviewer asked Ken Martin um, why, you know, parents shouldn't have a choice or it, it, excuse me, he asked if parents should have a choice, um, especially when you look at economic disparities. Right. Yeah. Like the, the the question was about the families in Minnetonka and Wyzetta who have the means to send their kids to certain schools. Yeah. Um, and then families who might not have those same means. You know, she said, don't you think that um, these parents should all have a choice in, in determining what kind of education their kids gets. And uh, Ken Martin literally said, I don't think so. He literally paused and said, I don't think so. You wouldn't want to buck the school, the teachers union uh, this close to an election if you're Ken Martin. I mean, he, he knows 
who's yanking his leash. Uh, if you have questions or comments for Anna Matthews, new executive director of the Minnesota Republican Party, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're people that really like getting to know people. We care about you because God cares about you. We'd be honored if you'd look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much from the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. It really is so special and boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Chances are she's listening to you right now. But Alexa has a lot of competition. Google Nest or Amazon Echo are two of the best. All you have to do is turn it on and tell it to listen to what you want. This radio station, of course. When she hears our name, we start playing. Remember, it's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. We are AM 1280, the Patriot. If you're like most Commerce Water customers, a wet technology softener will save you 700 gallons of water and 300 pounds of salt each year. Get $400 for your old water softener, and Commerce will even haul it away. Call Commerce Water, Commerce.com. She's like, when you do that. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, 18000 bucks would go a long way, wouldn't it? Especially for gas and groceries. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, 13 winners are going to be splitting eighteen grand between them in uh, allotments between 500 and 1000 bucks, And one grand prize winner gets a year's worth of gas and groceries. You can enter daily at am12athepatriot.com, which, by the way, is where all good things in life are sourced from, at least on this earth. So... What are we going to do now? 
What you're going to do is go to AM12A The Patriot and sign up for that contest and the other contests, all the contests we have daily. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you want to join me and Anna Matthews, GOP uh, Executive Director. Uh, brand new. Uh, you've, been in the, uh, you've been in office, what, a couple of weeks now? About a month. So about a month. So you still have that new office smell about you here? Yes. And, uh, My office is not even unpacked yet, actually. Oh, really? Don't okay. tell anyone. <laughs> I, I, secret safe <laughs> with me and our 4,000 of our closest friends out there in the audience here. Good. So very Good. well. So this SRO issue, I mean, it's been interesting watching the DFL squirm on this. I mean, trying to misdirect it, trying to deflect it away, to uh, tr- try to tr- try to change it to a non-issue. I mean, chokeholds are illegal Against adults these days, so that's not the issue. That's the issue with the Democrats, though, right? They always pit these black and white options against each other. You know, it's either, you know, we're going to be okay with choking children or... You know, we can't have school resource officers in the in our schools. And those are not the only two options. It's not <laughs> it's not a binary thing. Nobody wants either of those options. But when voters elect their representatives, they trust them to go to St. Paul and figure out solutions to complex issues like this. Every policy issue is complex. Yeah. And to basically pare it down that much and then tell Minnesotans that well, you know, the only option here is to, you know, choke children. It's so blatantly false. <laughs> and I think it's also such a, a disrespectful thing to say to Minnesotans. I mean, people aren't dumb. Um, they know that there are other options. And yet there is a political party in this state that I won't name that seems to assume people are dumb. And you can toss a coin as to what. No, you can't toss a coin. I know exactly who we're talking about here because we have a, a, a governing party in the state whose communication strategy seems to be entirely based around selfies where they're stuffing their faces with food here. And and I think this is exemplified by by Governor Waltz's response to issue after issue after issue. And the, the, right. one, the one we talked about during the break, one I talked about earlier in the show here today, is the governor saying, well, you can't expect kids to learn uh, if they're hungry. And, right. I, and, and my response was, well, if you look at the statistics of how well kids are learning reading, science, and math, you can't expect them to learn hungry or full because they're not learning jack in Minnesota schools these days. I mean, the, the hunger is the least of the problems these days. But it goes deeper than that, Anna Matthews. I would recommend that every Minnesotan go and look at the Minnesota Department of Education's uh, website and look at the statistics that they put out. Yeah. Um, the numbers have gotten significantly worse uh, post-COVID, yeah. but they were not good before COVID. They, you know, yeah. when you have a district where only three-quarters of the kids are at, uh, you know, meeting the reading goals for fourth grade and then that number drops after covid it's 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 really abysmal and it's really scary and i actually before i worked in politics i taught fourth grade and so (laughs) i know exactly what these teachers are up against every single day and i know how much they love their students and i know how much they need support from the state um, to be able to help these kids. You were a fourth grade teacher. I was, yes. That's why you're so good at leading BPOUs. This is amazing. All right, good. I'll, I'm a BPOU chair, so I can say these sorts of things. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, more seriously here now. No, this is, this is um, this, the, 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 the issues were bad before. And I've been talking about this for a solid 10 years now. The achievement gap in Minneapolis and St. Paul is worse than Philadelphia and New Orleans. The gap between uh, reading and writing and math scores for between black and white students in Minneapolis and St. Paul is worse 
than in two of the most education-averse urban cesspools in America, Philadelphia and New Orleans. Mm -hmm. In fact, New Orleans has bounced up nicely since they went all charter, uh, which definitely something the teachers' union doesn't want us talking about here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that has been people have been jawing about for a solid decade now, yep. maybe more. It's gotten worse. The more we talk, the more money we throw at it, the worse it gets. Well, and it's one of those problems that you can't just solve by throwing a ton of money at it, right? right. Um, some of the very expensive private schools in this state, you know, the tuition will be twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know what the number is today, but I know that a couple of years ago, the number uh, of dollars that the Minneapolis school district spent per student was something like $24,000. Yeah. So it's not that the resources aren't there. It's that whatever policies the Democrats have in place, the resources are clearly either not be uh, not you know being used correctly or the policies are not allowing them to be used correctly. And so it really is more of a, a how are we doing this versus let's just throw more money at it. Um, and I think Chairman Han will always share when he was in the state Senate – the education budget in the state has tripled yeah. in the past 10, 15 years, recent history. Yeah, and it was already huge. I mean, it's all, it's been the biggest single item in the state budget for probably forever. I mean, it is the state's biggest single responsibility, and it keeps getting bigger, and there's and no the end numbers to it. keep on getting worse. Yeah. You know, if I saw a pattern where the more money that we spent on education, the better the test scores got and the more students graduated and the better their reading and math scores were— I wouldn't be making any of these comments today, you know, but yeah. we're having this this uh, this inverse uh, relationship between dollars spent and students succeeding. Yeah. And one of the big points um, that Republicans make is that Republicans care about students and their education. Republicans care that students receive a good public education, which means that taxpayer dollars, our money, goes towards their education, right? Democrats like to uh, claim that they support public schools. Well, Mitch, public schools are not the same as public education, right? There's a big difference between those two things. And so um, I personally think it is more important to be invested in the child. And I'm not saying I dislike public schools. I don't want anyone to claim that. But if the school is not serving the child... As a teacher, that child was my top priority, not the school. It's about the kids. It's funny you put it that way. My dad was a teacher for 40 years and a great one, and uh, he never voted for a Republican in his life until Doug Burgum, mainly because Doug is married to a high school classmate of mine. But uh, when he starts talking about what the teachers' union has done to to skewing the priorities in schools, he sounds like a Ron Paul guy. He's to our right, uh, which always blows my mind. So we're heading – I've got to land this plane here, Anna Matthews. Uh, We have a state where – I mean, we have a half a billion dollars in fraud from one feeding uh, feeding program, and oh, we just gosh. piled more money yep, into those. I know. We have a state where violence is is becoming so normalized that they've stopped counting it to make the crime rates go back down in our in our two major cities here and and beyond. We have uh, a government run by incompetence whose entire comm strategy is built around stuffing corn dogs in the governor's face. Uh, by first and second parties here. And we have this creeping authoritarianism that, that we haven't even begun to calculate the cost to our children, to our economy, to our society. I mean, right. the way the state handled COVID, which was right. just abysmal abys- and tragically heartbreaking, by the way. Oh, I know. I tried to move a mother with Alzheimer's to this state. 
uh, during the height of, of the whole thing, and it took six months before I dared bring her into this state. So the incompetence and the, the, the not even closeted authoritarianism of the, of the governing class in this state were all on full display. This should be, for a people who care about their freedom and their competence and the value of their tax dollars, be a golden opportunity for a party to come out and sweep the field. And uh, as we've talked about earlier, it's doable, or at it least is. victory is possible. So what can the listener do about this in the two minutes we have remaining? Well, I would encourage all of your listeners uh, to go to our website, mngop.org, and you should find your local party unit and figure out who your endorsed school board candidates are and go and volunteer for them. Um, literally, one day of door knocking could make or break the results of that school board election. Um, a good uh, professional, you know, paid door knocking staffer can hit sometimes, you know, 25, 30 doors in an hour. Even if you're a, a volunteer and you take five hours in the next two months yeah. and you knock 100 doors, there are a lot of school board races that are lost by 50, 100, 200 votes. Yeah. And I wish that people realized, especially Republicans in Minnesota, how much power they have just to make that difference. So I'm not even asking for your money. Yeah. I'm just asking you to go and talk to your friends and neighbors in your community and encourage them, uh, reveal to them all of the crazy things that the Democrats are doing, and just spend a little bit of time and and get us over that line. And get us past some of the apathy in some of these races. I mean, yes. Jessica is in a special election. Special election turnout is minuscule. If the if half the people who turned out to vote for Scott Jensen turn out in in turn out in that district to vote for Jessica Johnson, she'll win, she'll win rocking away. Yep. If people turned out in Lee Finke's district that voted in, in an off year election that voted for. Uh, for Donald Trump for president, it would be a Republican district because the turnout numbers in that district are putrid. Correct. And they count on that. So Correct. the opportunity is there. People have to come out and actually do the work for it. They do. They just have to show up and vote, though. And honestly, um, I, I don't consider that too much of an ask. You know, if we want to keep our freedoms and we want to have this uh, have this state and our communities go in the direction that we want, it's up to us to exercise that right and to go vote. We saw what happened in Virginia. It can be done. We've seen what happened in Florida and Georgia. It can be done. Places that were considered purple to, to heading towards the blue, it can be done. And what else do you have to do? I mean, they want you, if you're part of the state's productive class, to pack up and move to Florida. No, the fight is where, be where the fight is. Ride towards the sound of the guns, especially when it's not actually guns. It just votes for crying out loud. Amen, Mitch. Absolutely. Anna Matthews, we got to do this again sometime. I'd love to. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Two more segments to go, which means the fun is really still just beginning. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. 
happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. 21 Days of Beauty. 21 Days with daily beauty steals of up to 50% off. 21 Days of Slay. 21 Days of Yay. 21 Days of Are You Kidding Me Right Now? Beauty's biggest event is on now till September 16th at Ulta Beauty. Discover irresistible deals on must-have brands like It Cosmetics and Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. Plus, new launches from Pat McGrath Labs. Shop in-store, online, or pick up today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Conditions apply. Ten Bucks says your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. Ten Bucks says you can make those returns at Staples seven days a week. Ten Bucks says you'll get in and out fast and easy. Ten Bucks says when you make an Amazon return at Staples, you'll get ten bucks off your Staples purchase of thirty dollars or more. Ten Bucks says it's pretty cool to get ten bucks to spend on something you want just for returning something you don't. Ten Bucks says Staples will be your new favorite place for Amazon returns. Ten Bucks says you knew I was going to say Ten Bucks says. Offer good in store only. Exclusions apply. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the streets of Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and his disciples float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of each and every site and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Sign up today to travel with Dennis and me this October. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, going on our 20th year on the radio, dominating our Twin Cities political discourse in every way. We've been through a lot of people over the years. We've had generations of people come and go, and yet it just carries on. Myself, fellow charter member King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on AM 44, The Businessman. Of course, Brad Carlson, 12 years into it now on AM 12A, The Patriot, tomorrow from 1 to 3. And, of course, the new guy, Jack Tomzak, coming up just after the top of the hour here, about a half hour out here. He's the guy who knows where the bodies are buried here in Minnesota politics, and he's not afraid to talk about it. In fact, he has fun doing it. So we're looking forward to hearing what Jack has coming up here. If you don't know Jack Tomzak, if you don't listen to Jack Tomzak, I should say, then you don't know Jack. I've been waiting all week to say that. 651-289-4488, the number to call. I, I, there's so much. We were talking with Anna Matthews before the break here and uh, about how about, about a phenomenon that I have chosen to codify for all of eternity as Berg's 25th law, 
which is uh, the Democrats can count, anyone on the left really, not just Democrats, can count on being able to say pretty much anything they want about any subject they want, whether it's true or usually not remotely even true at all, without having to worry about, uh, in fact, counting on ignorance and lack of critical thought at best, and uh, let's be honest, uh, complete apathy about the truth at worst, and without having to worry about what the media says about it. Or having to worry about the media giving any unplanned nuance to the situation. And one of those came up this past week. It's not local, but it bears on what goes on locally here because it it's just kind of dovetails into what Governor Flanagan and co-Governor Klink say on the daily uh, in their social media feed to occasionally interrupt their constant diet of selfies and corn dogs to uh, talk about the the. the the uh, the downside of Democrat policies. And this came from E.J. Dion. And I I try to pride myself on being reasonable, not a name caller, not a flamethrower, not a plate thrower, not a not a not not so many a burn them all down kind of guy. But E.J. Dion is is a is a deeply stupid man. Brilliant in his own way in terms that he manages to keep a job as a as a columnist, but he has this boundless diet of of just complete complete hopeless stupidity in what he writes. I I say that with all advisedness, that I'm not trying to insult people. I'm just speaking with journalistic accuracy. And uh, an example uh, came out this past week on Twitter, E.J. Dion. And and I I think this signals something more sinister, but let's just focus on on the the surface at this moment here. E.J. Dion tweeted this past week, and I quote, Five million or more American kids fell into poverty last year, or maybe it's more accurate to say they were pushed. Uh, C. Rampell is right. The child tax credit in Biden rescue plan slashed poverty. Congress let it expire. Poverty roared back. Awful choice. And by the way, this this dovetails with a line that the entire Minnesota DFL was parroting this past week. And I use the term parroting advisedly. They didn't understand what they were writing. They were responding something like you teach a parrot to say E equals MC squared. That doesn't mean the parrot can build an atomic bomb. Thank God, because the last parent I own would have used it. Okay, but anyway, I digress. It is a fact that child poverty has gone up especially among people who are most prone to poverty, people who people who don't make a whole lot of money. Now, is it because of the child tax credit? Certainly didn't help. And on the other hand, could it be, perhaps, radical as this may seem, could it be because the, the value of a working person's wages have dropped since Joe Biden took office? have dropped by a fifth. If you were making $40,000 in 2000, uh, 2020, that $40,000 gets you $32,000 worth of goods, worth of services, worth of housing, worth of food, worth of McDonald's quarter pounders, whatever it is you need to buy. You're getting 20% less of it for your dollar now than you were. And by the way, that would be just fine if wages had gone up by a net 25%. I said 25% because that's what it takes to get you from 32000 back up to $40,000 or, or whatever your income is. Losing a fifth of one's income 
is a bad day if you're someone who is earning, who, who doesn't earn anything, who lives off of dividends and, and capital gains. Like, for example, the people who fund the DFL, the plutocrats with deep pockets, who, by the way, are not taking 20% pay cuts. In fact, they are prospering greatly because the inflation is inflating their value of their investments. It's keeping up with inflation. But if you are a wage earner, the math is completely daunting. Again, let's just say you're an American who earns $40,000 a year, $20 an hour, a living wage with a few extra bucks as of a couple years ago. In 2020, that uh, $40,000 was worth $40,000. By the way, the, 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 the effective inflation on wages and uh, the buying power of the dollar has been ghastly over the decades. I mean, you look at uh, the dollar today is worth one-fifteenth of what it was in 1963. $15 today buys you what you could have gotten for a buck in 1963. Not in everything. I mean, a cell phone didn't exist in 1963. A personal computer didn't exist. There was no such thing as an iPad in 1963. So a computer was incredibly expensive and had no performance whatsoever. So the buying power has gone up in some areas. But in terms of food, housing, health care, education, retirement, you're say your your value of your dollar has eroded by roughly 80 uh 85% no 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 95% 93% there we go 93% in the last uh two generations now let's not let, let's focus in since 2020 when joe biden was elected the value of the dollar has dropped by 20% that's just from inflation that means if you were earning $40,000 20 bucks an hour in 2020, you may be earning that same money today, but it is buying you $32,000 worth of rent, worth of school, worth of food, worth of gasoline. And by the way, less than that, because if you're talking food, gasoline and rent, which have gone up by more than the overall inflation rate, which is why inflation hits working families and working people far worse then it hits Mark Dayton, uh, Alita Messenger, uh, and the coterie of, of plutocrats with deep pockets who do provide the DFL's finance and really finance a, a disproportionate majority of DFL efforts nationwide. I mean, they are the party of the plutocrats these days. It's flipped completely since I was a kid. When I was a kid, supposedly the Republicans were the party of the rich. It's inverted. Over the years. So when hamsters like E.J. Dion, again, I try to aim for classy, but E.J. Dion qualifies. Five million or more American kids fell into poverty last year. Yeah, the, 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 the child tax credit did go away. Congress should have passed it. But it wasn't the child tax credit that made 15, uh, excuse me, that made $20 an hour just worth 16 bucks an hour. The child tax credit didn't eat $20 out of the average citizen's income over the last uh, three years. And they're not done yet, by the way. Inflation is ticking up again. The price of gas took a huge jump. And that that is going to be a mild annoyance to the radiologist from Edina. It's going to be a mild annoyance to the CEO of United Health Group, 
It's an existential threat to a father of two working a blue-collar job, working as a picker in a warehouse in Richfield. Are there still warehouses in Richfield? You get what I'm going for here. A, a warehouse in Minnetonka. This is an existential threat to them. When your dollar is buying 20% less of everything in three lousy years. Bear in mind, I mean, since I got out of college, the value of the dollar has shrunk by uh, 2.5. That's why it, 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 the dollar is worth uh, 40% of, it, what, of what it was when I got out of college in 1985, which is what, uh, 17 years ago. That's this is tax credits are nice. And by the way, they're also uh, just another form of of political favor mongering among uh, chosen classes, sort of like uh, the governor Waltz's uh, child tax credit, which affects only people making up to thirty five thousand dollars a year. Uh, It's attempting to secure the votes of people that they consider their their rightful voting class anyway. So when you see. People like E.J. Dion parroting a line that, by the way, every Democrat was par- and media figure, pardon the redundancy, was parroting on command last week. Know that this is what's going on. They are trying to deflect away from the fact that their inflationary policies, devaluing the currency, inflating prices, undercutting the value of the work that you and I do every day is what the problem is. In just the same way as they will deflect away from drag shows and gender queer in elementary school libraries and, 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 and other such displays by saying, well, look what Lauren Boebert did in a theater. When they deflate the value of the currency and actively attack and erode the value of your wages... By saying, hey, we, we lost the child tax credit. Sorry, Republicans. It's the same idea. They're deflecting away to something that is de minimis in comparison with the actual problem. No, this is what they're this is what they are doing. And pass it on to your friends and neighbors and fellow voters because this will destroy the country far faster than any cultural issues that are going on. Northern Alliance M twelve by the Patriot. Go nowhere. Turning on your favorite ministry or catching your favorite talk show. These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. Visit dependonam.com to help keep AM radio and vehicles for the next generation. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. The other day I noticed an ad for an apple pie. It showed a slice with the delicious sugary apples oozing out. Here at The Kingdom Builders, we're starting a new series where we'll share with you who we are and why we do what we do. We're a local, trusted, professional exterior contractor specializing in asphalt shingle roofing and seamless gutters. If you add up our collective experience and how long we've been in this industry, it's hundreds of years combined. We're small enough to take care of the little houses in St. Paul and Minneapolis and big enough to handle large churches or commercial buildings. We take a genuine interest in the work we do, the estimates we send out, our customers, and most importantly, the families that live in the homes we work on. We wish the inside of our company was as yummy as an apple pie, but we found we're better at roofing than baking. 
Look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever you want, wherever you want, any way you want. Download this radio station's app on your Apple or Android device and your smartphone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Odyssey.com? You can find our station there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. Are you about to sign an order for siding, roofing, or windows, but you're worried that the price is too high? Keep them honest by contacting me at GetMy3Quotes.com, and I'll email competitive quotes your way. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is the part of the show where I normally talk about Elephant in the Room's agenda for the weekend or for following weekend. So I'll do that right now. There is none. No, we, we're, we've got a private party in a couple weeks, but no public gigs until early November. So no worries. I'll keep you up to date on them, though. Get into November. We're busy again. 651-289-448. Jack Tomzak coming up after the hour, we hope. 651-289-4488. So, Democrats warned me, they warned all of us, that if you voted GOP, we'd have fascism in the United States. And guess what? They were right. <laughs> Last Friday, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grissom a uh, Democrat announced a 30-day ban on the right to carry open or concealed firearms in public. She said the state health commissioner, Patrick Allen, declared, quote, gun violence and drug abuse currently constitute statewide public health emergencies, and that provided sufficient justification for the governor to repeal the concealed carry law first passed in 2001, as well as the state's open carry law. In New Mexico, about 46% of adults have at least one gun in the home. Not that that relates to carry well, actually, it does if you if you are in a permit-free state. Anyway, New Mexico state legislature is not under fire, missing, or incapable of performing its duties. By the way, this is uh, all coming from uh, National Review, uh, which did a great piece on this. Essentially, the New Mexico's uh, lieutenant uh, governor and uh, attorney general, state health secretary, even worse, uh, have decided to dis- which pieces. Of the uh, of the legis- of the state statute, they they not just want to enforce or not, but want to throw out and revoke without having to bother with the legislature. 
to do. Now, as much as the Democrats like to prattle on about fascism, I have some otherwise, at least I shouldn't say otherwise sensible, but formerly relatively sensible Democrat friends who are hyperventilating these days about, oh, well, the Republicans are fascists. I, I don't know personally that I've seen a Republican of any sort unilaterally not just declare a state of emergency to get some something they want done, whether rightly or wrongly, but to actually unilaterally repeal a law to abrogate the actions of the state legislature without any further comment. That That is literally the sort of stuff that dictators do when they suspend parliaments. This is literally what dictators do. Let me shave it down a little bit to make sure the message does not get deleted, uh, diluted or deleted or become diluted. This is what dictators do. So in between your little bouts of yapping about fascism, whoever the Republicans, and by the way, as we saw with uh, Mitt Romney 11 years ago, Democrats will call every Republican not just fascist, but literally Hitler. They did it with Mitt Romney, who, by the way, has spent the last 11 years cozying up to the Democrats in every way possible. They did the same thing with John McCain, every Democrat's favorite Republican while he was a maverick. But literally Hitler, when he got the nomination to run for president and became a threat to Barack Obama, peace be upon him. And yet for all of that palaver, all of that jaw flapping, when push comes to some, it, yeah, shove, it is the Democrats who do all the fascisming. The governor uh, of uh, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, uh, essentially taking on dictatorial power. For that matter, Governor Klink himself arrogating all of the state's executive power unto himself and 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 declaring a state of emergency that stayed in effect for uh, well over a year. I think close to two years by the time all was said and done and uh, for it basically ignored the legislature for the duration of. Well, whatever he wanted to accomplish to say nothing of this particular uh, act uh, by uh, Governor Grisham of New Mexico, which is the very definition of authoritarian tyranny. Now, you know, there's some issues with this, and you know that even Democrats in New Mexico knew this because members of Grisham's own administration are jumping ship on this particular declaration, which while it's being set up for 30 days, it is an attempt to open the corral door and let all the cattle out, legally speaking. Uh, members of Grisham's administration are saying, um, no, we don't want to actually open the cat. Even we Democrats don't want to open the door to ruling by decree entirely and, and completely uh, ignoring, in effect, ignoring the legislature, which, not to drop... Uh, an inapt comparison because it's not because I bristle at Democrats who ignorantly cite fascism and Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and Lenin and Castro. And by the way, at Republicans who do it as well, equally. But this, 
the whole idea of arrogating all power to the executive branch and eventually just saying we don't need a legislature anymore is exactly how Adolf Hitler came to power. He, he did not charge into the chancellery with guns drawn and sweep the previous administration out. He followed what passed for due process in Germany at that time and then effectively declared a state of emergency, dissolved the parliament, and carried on with the executive branch in full charge. Now, I'm not saying Governor Grisham is literally Hitler, but it's the same playbook. And if a Republican ever did this, well, I mean, you don't even have to imagine the hyperventilation that would be going on right now. So keep this in mind as you as you look at how the Democrats are dealing with us today. But speaking of which, speaking of gun violence, a great piece this past week by John Lott at Crime Policy Research Center. The FBI has been undercounting citizens breaking up mass shootings systematically for decades. The, the official NF, uh, FBI party line is that 4% of active shooter incidents are ended by law-abiding citizens with guns, 4 out of 100. Uh, John Lott and the CPRC went over the stats, the FBI's own stats, and corrected the misreporting and some egregious misreporting. For example, uh, an episode where a uh, civilian killed someone who came into a church in in White Settlement, Texas, intending to murder people, shot them, ended the spree killing uh, cold, Called him a security guard, ergo not a citizen. Simply not the case. Anyway, upshot is closer to a third of active shooter episodes are ended by law-abiding citizens, a.k.a. good guys and gals with guns. A third. If they can lie to you, they will. It is our job to push back. Consider back to have been pushed. Thanks for tuning in. Jack Tomzak up next. Probably. Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 12A, The Patriot. God bless you all. God bless America. Did you know that radon gas lurking in your home could be dangerous to you and your family's health? Standard Water Control will protect your household with their advanced radon mitigation system. Their professional mitigation team helps eliminate radon to improve air quality in your home. Contact Standard Water today for a free consultation. Protect your home and your family's health with a radon mitigation system. Discover the peace of mind improved air quality gives. Book today at standardwater.com. That's standardwater.com. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Al Malmberg here. Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we're going to visit with Fred Stadler, who's had a lifelong passion for flying. Like most pilots, Fred loves to share flying with others. He loves it so much that during Air Venture this summer at Oshkosh, he flew his 10,000th Young Eagles flight. Allow me to repeat that. He flew his 10,000th Young Eagles flight, sharing the wonderment of flight with young people. 
Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 to hear Fred's story right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more, you're making the same or less money. So, what do you do? You rack up credit card debt, that's what you do. It's not your fault, it's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.